Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we are going to be going over the Saturday slate of college football games on DraftKings, the 12 p.m. early slate. DraftKings was the first one to come out with their prices, so they are the prices that I will be mentioning here in this video, but a lot of the same opinions and takes will still apply to FanDuel as well. Football season is now underway in both college and pro with the NFL Week 1 being this weekend, so that we got a lot of football content coming your way later this week. Um, we did a FanDuel lineups episode with two guests on Sunday, and there's going to be more NFL content coming to you before the week is over. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Please rate and review. Uh, and then also, if you are interested in any of my premium articles or lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. If you were playing those lineups in college football last week, you might have won yourself some money. All right, let's have a quick word from our friends at Anchor. Then we're going to preview some of the games this weekend, and then we are going to do a position-by-position breakdown of the DraftKings board. There are 14 games on the noon slate at DraftKings, and I do think that there are definitely some games that you do want to target more than others. The first one that I would say that you want to target is Bama at Texas. It is the marquee game this weekend. Uh, the over-under is 64.5 points, and Bama is 20-point favorites, meaning that this score is expected to be like 42 to 22. So in other words, both teams are expected to put up a little bit of points in this one. The other one that I want to target is Wake at Vanderbilt has an over-under of 66 points. Wake is only 13-point favorites, so this one projected to be a little bit closer than the Bama-Texas game, as is the Tennessee-Pitt game. Uh, the over-under in that one is 66 points, and Tennessee is 6.5-point favorites. Both those offenses are pretty potent, so there will be some scoring in that one. And then the last game that I do want to target is Houston at Texas Tech. Now, if this was Houston and Texas Tech of a decade ago, the over-under might have been in the 90s. This one is only at 65.5, and, and Texas Tech is three-point favorites. So both teams are projected to get to about 30 points in this one. So um, definitely take advantage of these four games this week. They're going to be high-scoring. Again, we always like our guys to be in high-scoring games in college football. Now, there are two sneaky shootouts that I think have potential to be high-scoring games. Uh, the first one is App at at Texas A&M, Appalachian State, excuse me, instead of just saying App. Um, App State is, you know, a team that scored a lot of points against Carolina last, last week. You know, we saw that game come down to 63-61, uh, and it wasn't exactly because Carolina is great on defense, but, I mean, App can score some points. App can also give up some points, so I think that that one can be a sneaky shootout. Uh, and then the other one is Virginia at Illinois. The Illinois offense has been fairly potent through two weeks, and then Virginia we know has Brennan Armstrong at quarterback. I think that one has a potential to score some points as well. All right, there are two games to avoid. The first one is Iowa State at Iowa. The over-under is 40-and-a-half, and Iowa is three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, if you paid any attention to Iowa this past weekend, you know that they won a game against an FCS opponent without scoring a touchdown. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of points in this one. I Iowa State does not have the same playmakers on offense that they've had in years past. And then Iowa, we know what they're about. They just scored seven points without scoring a touchdown. The other one with the lowest over-under is Washington State at Wisconsin. The over-under is 49, and Wisconsin is minus 17. We know that Wisconsin is going to take the air out of the ball and try to grind it out. That's just what Wisconsin does. It's what Wisconsin's always done. Uh, Washington State, you know, they're not coached by Mike Leach anymore, so they're not going to be the total air raid, but they are a team that does like to throw it. So it's a little bit of a contrasting styles there in Madison this weekend. 
I also think there are two games that could be sneaky duds. Uh, and I think that it's necessarily because these could turn into bigger blowouts than are projected. The first one is Marshall at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame last week at Ohio State, not a bad showing for them, honestly. Their offense didn't really do a whole lot against Ohio State's defense, but Notre Dame's defense was outstanding. Like They didn't give up much at all to that Ohio State offense that is incredibly talented. So I don't think Marshall is going to score a whole lot of points at all, and I think Notre Dame, they're going to be content to grind the clock out and just kind of keep the ball on the ground and play conservatively. The other one I think is Ohio at Penn State. I just neither of these teams really have particularly high-powered offenses. I think that one would be another one that I would try to avoid. Um, all right, so those are the games for this weekend. Let's go ahead and do a position by position breakdown, starting with the quarterbacks. The highest quarterback on the board, and it should come is no surprise, is Bryce Young of Alabama at ten thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, like I said, no surprise that Bryce Young is number one defending Heisman Trophy winner, and he just scores a lot of points, man. But I just, I don't know. I can't get behind that price tag. $10,200 is a lot of money to pay for a quarterback on DraftKings. And I think that you can find quarterbacks lower down the board that have the same ceiling as Bryce Young without the same price tag as Bryce Young. I just don't think that you're going to win a big GPP tournament on DraftKings if you're playing Bryce Young at quarterback because he's going to carry some ownership because a lot of people are just looking at the board and saying, oh, look, Bryce Young, add to my lineup. Uh, he's going to carry some ownership, and he's not going to have a higher ceiling than a lot of other guys that are down below him. Like, yeah, his ceiling is pretty darn high, but there's other guys below him that have a high ceiling as well. I just don't think I'm going to get there on the price on Bryce Young this week. Now, there is a little bit of a range of chalk, in my opinion, where I think that these three quarterbacks are going to be very highly owned. The first one is Sam Hartman of Wake Forest at $8,000. You know, Sam Hartman had the weird medical issue that kept him out of game one, and now he is back at Wake Forest. And quite frankly, if this is a full-strength Sam Hartman, this is a misprice. He should be worth much more than $8,000. I'm not 100% certain that we will see full-strength Sam Hartman and that he will take all the snaps this week. But if that is the case, $8,000 is a misprice, and he should be priced much higher. Second one is Hendon Hooker of Tennessee at $7,800. So Tennessee at Pitt, going to be one of the highest scoring games of the day. Tennessee is an offense that likes to put up a lot of points, and Hendon Hooker can do it with his arms and with his legs. Have no problem paying $7,800 for Hendon Hooker this week. And then the third one is going to be Donovan Smith of Texas Tech at $7,700 on DraftKings. You know, we talked about that Houston-Texas Tech game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be high scoring. And Donovan Smith is the new signal caller at Texas Tech now that Tyler Shue is injured. And Donovan Smith is a guy that can put up points in bunches because he is a dual-threat quarterback. All right, now there is a next little tier that I'm also okay with playing guys from. I'm skipping a lot of guys to go down here. And that tier starts with the other side of the Houston-Texas Tech game. That is Clayton Toon at $6,500. Clayton Toon had a very good game last week at Texas-San Antonio. And it doesn't really seem like his price was updated accordingly. DraftKings has been kind of weird with their prices this year so far. Um, they haven't really updated a whole lot. They've had a lot of what I would consider misprices as well. But Clayton Toon at $6,500, that's a very good value. We know this Houston offense is going to put up points and we know that it's going to be with Clayton Toon um you know even if you didn't have the triple overtime against Texas San Antonio he would have had a successful outing last weekend 
Next is Brennan Armstrong of Virginia at $6,300. I've already mentioned this Virginia-Illinois game, and Brennan Armstrong is a true definition of a dual-threat quarterback. He was Virginia's leading rusher last season, and he is Virginia's leading rusher so far this season. So he is going to be able to do it with his arm and with his legs, and if this game turns into a shootout, Brennan Armstrong is going to be able to pay off that price. And then the next one that I'm willing to play in this little range is Chase Bryce of Appalachian State at $6,200. Like I said, we know that Chase Bryce can put up some points at App because he just hung up 61 on North Carolina this past weekend. I think that the Texas A&M defense is a little better than Carolina, but guess what? If he's able to put up 75% of what he did against Carolina, that's going to be a successful outing at this price tag. And I don't think that the ownership is going to be very high on Chase Bryce either. Now, there are three value plays at quarterback that I think that are going to have a chance to really, really help your lineup if they boom this week. These are three guys that all carry a little bit of risk, but if they boom, they're going to be able to help you out. The first one is Tyler Buckner of Notre Dame at $6,000. I already mentioned the you know kind of ineffectiveness of Notre Dame's offense against Ohio State. But Buckner is a dual threat quarterback. He can score points with his legs. And, you know, if he gets in the end zone with two or three rushing touchdowns against Marshall, that's going to pay off his price tag pretty quickly. And he's also a guy that if you want to stack him, there is one guy that I would stack him with that makes for a very cheap stack. More on that when I get to wide receivers. And so I think that Buckner has an op to really pay off that price tag. I don't know if he necessarily will because, you know, the Notre Dame offense is so conservative and it wasn't that effective last week, but there is the chance there because of the scoring with his legs. Next up is Spencer Rattler at $5,900. The Oklahoma transfer is kind of settled into South Carolina nicely. This uh, South Carolina-Arkansas game has a potential to be a shootout, I think. Um, the Arkansas defense is pretty stout, though. But, you know, Spencer Rattler in his time at Oklahoma when he was the starter was putting up a lot of fantasy points. At one point, he was a Heisman favorite heading into last season. So I think that there is going to be a chance for Spencer Rattler to really pay off that price tag. And then the last value, this is probably the farthest down the board at quarterback I'm willing to play, is Quinn Ewers of Texas. He is $5,700. I know they are playing Alabama, and the Alabama defense is elite, but I still think this Texas team is going to score points. You know, you've got Steve Sarkeesian going up against Nick Saban. The two of them work together very closely. Steve Sarkeesian knows and understands the Nick Saban cover seven defense, and so I think that... Sarkeesian is going to be able to exploit that and put the Texas offense in good situations. And plus, I know that Alabama generally overwhelms people with talent. Well, this Texas offense has about five guys that are actually on the same level talent-wise as Alabama. Quinn Ewers is one of them. Bijan Robinson's another. Xavier Worthy's another. But I just think that there are a few guys that can match that talent of Bama, and they're going to be able to put up some points. Like, Texas is not going to get shut out this weekend. Now, I realize that me saying that, I could end up on freezing cold takes on Monday, but I don't think they're going to get shut out. You know, the over-under has them projected for 22 total points. And 5,700 hours, I think he has the potential to really outpace that. I think this is going to be one of those shootout-type games where Texas is trailing the whole way, but still able to score. So I definitely think Quinn Ewers at $5,700 can be a little bit of a value for you. All right, let's go ahead and move on and talk about running backs. 
it should come as no surprise that the top price running back on the board is Jameer Gibbs of Alabama. Look, I just think he's straight up overpriced at $8,700. Um, you know, the Alabama offense is not going to run through the running backs this year. It's going to run through the arm of Bryce Young. And so I just don't really think I can get behind playing a guy at that price tag in that offense. Now, granted, might he make me look dumb by scoring three touchdowns? It's absolutely a possibility, but I just don't see it. You know, this offense is going to be through the air, not on the ground. Now, the expensive guy that I would consider would be Deuce Vaughn at $7,600. Deuce Vaughn is one of the most talented running backs in the nation. Kansas State is going to try to run the football this week, and so I definitely think that Deuce Vaughn at $7,600 has the floor and the upside to carry that price tag, and he's a guy that I would definitely consider putting in my lineups this week. I would also avoid the Wake Forest running backs. They're both priced fairly evenly on DraftKings. That is Ellison and Turner. Look, they split the carries 50-50 against VMI. Now, the level of competition might have dictated that, but a 50-50 split is something that I do not want to see in DraftKings because simply put, I don't know which one of them is going to break out. I don't know which one of them is going to score the touchdowns. Once we get a larger sample size and we have more of a vibe of this is going to be the receiving back or this is going to be the red zone back, you know, if those backs have defined roles that we can point out, that would be something that we would want to identify. But at this point in the season, one game in, that's not something we can do, and I want to avoid a 50-50 split at all possible. Looking a little bit down the board, Bijan Robinson is at $7,300. This is the lowest price Bijan Robinson will be all season. Um, he is absolute dynamite in fantasy football because he gets a lot of carries, a lot of yards. He can catch the football and he scores touchdowns, but he's playing Alabama this week. That's the only but. So I definitely still think he's playable. Uh, I think he's going to be very low owned, even though this price tag is very low for him. But I just, I don't know. I, I could kind of see myself playing him, but I don't think I necessarily want to get there. There's other running backs that are cheaper that I think have much higher floors and possess the same ceiling that Bijan does. Again, Bijan's ceiling is like through the roof normally, but he's playing Alabama this week, and I just want to avoid that situation um, if I can at $7,300. Next up is Braylon Allen of Wisconsin at $7,000. In my opinion, he is the guy that I want in my lineup in this slate. We know that Wisconsin's going to run the football. Like I said earlier, it's what Wisconsin does. Um, and they're getting an opponent in Washington State that is not built to stop a rushing offense. So Braylon Allen's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to be able to get a lot of yards. And if Washington State is throwing the ball a lot on the other side, that's going to keep time on the clock. So that way Braylon Allen can keep getting carries and keep getting yards all the way till the end of the game. Next up is Chase Brown at $6,400. We've been riding the Chase Brown train in week zero and week one, and he has paid it off for us. Illinois is going to give this guy the football. He's a very good running back, and Brett Bielema wants to establish that downhill running game. And I just really like Chase Brown at $6,400. He seems very underpriced to me, honestly. I think he could be much higher priced, and I would still consider putting him in my lineups. Now, Frank Gore Jr., which really makes me feel old, um, is at $6,200. He plays for Southern Miss. And to me, he's like the story of the week on here because he's going, he's going to play against his dad's school, Miami, and, you know, Frank Gore Jr. at Southern Miss. So it's, you know, kind of an opportunity where, oh, okay, I can kind of go up against my dad's school and see if and show them that they should have been after me, you know, because they were after my dad. So I think that's a pretty cool story to watch. Southern Miss is going to give him the football a lot. I don't think that Southern Miss is necessarily built to rush the football against Miami. But, you know, Frank Gore Jr., at that price tag, at that, with that story, I think that's kind of a cool play if you want to put him in your lineup this week. 
Next up is the two App State running backs, both Nate Noel and Cameron Peoples. They were almost even on the carry share last week. The difference is Nate Noel was able to break off a 53-yard touchdown run. That is what gave him more points and more yards than Peoples. I think they're both usable against Texas A&M. They showed that last week with App State. They're going to throw to both running backs. They're going to give both running backs the ball, and they're going to put up some points. So I could totally see playing either of those guys in my lineup this week. Chris Tyree at Notre Dame is at $5,300, or I'm sorry, $5,800, and I think that he's also worth a look as well. Notre Dame is going to try to keep this one on the ground. They're going to be able to run the football against Marshall, and $5,800 is a reasonable price tag for that running back. The two Tennessee backs, Small and Wright, are embroiled in a committee right now. I want to stay away from both of them for the time being. If one of them starts to break out, then I might go back. Of course, you know, might one of them break out and win you a tournament? Yes, but right now they're in a committee and I just don't trust either of them for a consistent workload. Now, the one value play is Nakia Watson at $4,500 for Washington State. He could be a bargain because Washington State in the years past loves to throw to their running back. You know, if you remember Max Borgie was there for what it felt like forever, but Washington State loves to throw to running backs, and if they're down in this one, they're going to be throwing, and Nakia Watson is going to be a guy that could be getting targets and getting receptions at $4,500. Another one is Paris Jones at $5,600 for the University of Virginia. He could be a potential value play because, like I said earlier, Brandon Armstrong is a dual-threat quarterback. So if they try to limit Brandon Armstrong's rushing, they're going to be able to run the football with Paris Jones um, you know, at the running back position. So I think that he could be a potential value as well. I don't really see any uh, punt plays or any guys under $4,000 that would be worth my time at running back. We're looking at a lot of committees, y'all. Once we are further into the season, we have more of a sample size. We can kind of get a vibe on who is the head of those committees, you know, who has a pass catching role, who has a red zone role. But right now it's really hard to get a grasp on. And so I would stay away from any committee type situations. But the running backs that I just named, all of them are options to put in your lineup this week. Do you wish there was more college football daily fantasy content out there? Well, I actually did, and I decided to do something about it. College football daily fantasy is a very fun game to play. College football is always entertaining to watch. It's one of my personal favorites. And college football daily fantasy is something that gets under-researched and under-reported on very often. So if you are looking for more college football daily fantasy content, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. We've got college football content coming your way on the podcast and on the Patreon all season long, so make sure you stay tuned. The wide receiver position is a really interesting one this week. And with no surprise, an Alabama receiver, Jermaine Burden, is at the very top of the list. The Alabama receiving situation is something that I'm going to try to avoid for the time being because, again, I just don't know where those targets are going just yet. You know, the, the game against Utah State, we don't really know how they're going to play against good competition, and hopefully Texas is good competition. We don't really know who Bryce Young is going to be looking to more than the others. So I'm going to kind of play a wait-and-see game on the Alabama receivers and just kind of see who is getting the targets, who is getting the catches but right now I'm definitely avoiding Jermaine Burton at that price tag that comes with a lot of risk because we don't know how many targets he's going to be seeing in fact this week I'm probably not messing with any receiver that is above seven thousand dollars um just kind of 
you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with wide receivers, with target shares, with yards and touchdowns. And so I just don't really know if I'm going to get there on any of the high price guys this week. The one that I would consider above $7,000 is Aeneas Smith of Texas A&M. He is at $7,200. He had a monster game against Sam Houston. And, you know, App State has shown that they're not exactly the most prolific defensive team. And so Aeneas Smith could find a way to replicate that production against App State. And $7,200 is a reasonable price tag for that. And then the other one above $7,000 that I might consider, I still think he's a little overpriced, is Isaiah Williams of Illinois. He's at $7,100. But we've seen his workload. He had 10 targets in week zero and 14 targets in week two. He is the guy that they're going to be throwing the football to, and Virginia is not exactly a stout defense. So I could see myself getting there on Isaiah Williams, but I still think he's a little overpriced at $7,100. Now, Xavier Worthy of Texas is at his cheapest price since last October. Like I said earlier, I'm on the record for saying that Texas will not get shut out in this game. And if they're able to score, it's likely to be by one of their playmakers, Bijan Robinson or Xavier Worthy. And so I think Xavier Worthy at this price tag is definitely worth a look. Next is Nathaniel Dell from Houston. He had a huge price drop from last week. And last week he had 24 points. I don't get why there was such a price drop. Again, DraftKings has been really erratic with their pricing so far this season, in my personal opinion. But those 24 points, that would pay off this price tag easily. And I think this is going to be a shootout against Texas Tech. It's a higher over-under than last week against Texas San Antonio. So I definitely like Nathaniel Dell this week for the Houston Cougars. Now, I also think that both of the App State leading receivers, Davis and Horn, make for great value plays. Again, I'm on the record, App State is going to put up a lot of points, and they're going to give up a lot of points. So I think that both of those guys are options. App State is going to be throwing the football in this one. And if you're playing C.J. Bryce, I think that a stack with one or both of those guys is certainly an option. One of the values that I really see down the board is Matthew Mayer. I'm sorry, Michael Mayer. Matthew Mayer is a Baylor basketball player. Michael Mayer of Notre Dame is only $3,900, and he is their guy in the pass game. He is a tight end, but they use him like a number one wide receiver. He's very much like a Travis Kelsey in that role. But I just think that $3,900 for a guy that's going to see a lot of targets, he, and if they get in the red zone, he's going to be the guy that's getting the targets. I really like that price tag for Michael Mayer, and I think he very easily pays that off this week. Now, in terms of you know kind of identifying number one wide receivers, I do think that Penn State has a clear number one in Mitchell Tinsley. He is the number one wide receiver in that offense. If you're playing anybody in the Penn State offense in general, that is the guy I would want. I think he's going to see a lot of targets and every, have the ball thrown his way a lot this week. Now, I do have one dart throw for wide receiver, and that is Jatavion Sanders of Texas. He is $3,000. He's the minimum price. And believe it or not, he's actually a tight end, not a wide receiver, but he was their leading receiver and leading target getter last week against UL Monroe. And so $3,000 for a guy who was the target leader for their team, I'll gladly take that price for that. I think he's worth a shot, especially in a GPP tournament, that $3,000 will allow you to get a lot of flexibility in other positions. And personally, at receiver this week, um, outside of the guys I mentioned, if you want to stack with your quarterbacks, that is probably the move at wide receiver this week. You know, like I said, one game in it's a small sample size we don't know where the targets are going to go so I'm a big proponent of stacking this week if you're playing a quarterback play as your number one receiver or play as number two receiver um, try to find yourself a way where you only have to be right about one offense in order to score a lot of points and so I think that stacking this week is the way to go 
Uh, and even if you want to play multiple lineups with different stacks, like if you want to play one lineup, like for instance, one App State lineup with Davis and one App State lineup with Horn, uh, I absolutely get that. But a wide receiver this week with the sample size that we have, in my opinion, stacking is the move to try to get the maximum ceiling for your lineup. All right, let's talk about building a lineup and then we'll get on out. In terms of building a lineup this week, I see myself going with a very balanced build this week. And that is because I don't really want to pay for any of the Bama guys that, in my opinion, are way overpriced. It, by avoiding those overpriced guys, I'm allowing myself that I can definitely put a quarterback in my super flex position. I think that at this time, especially with our small sample size at this point in the season, uh, going quarterback at super flex will give you the maximum floor and maximum ceiling, especially if you go with two stacks where I play a quarterback at my super flex, one of his receivers, and then my quarterback position, I also play one of their receivers as well. I think that by avoiding the high-priced Bama guys, you give yourself a lot of flexibility. You give yourself an ability to play two quarterbacks. And like I said, in general, I'm staying away from the top of the board. The only position that I'm probably going to the top of the board is at running back. There's a lot of those $7,000 and $6,000 guys that I like. But at wide receiver, I'm willing to get a little bit creative. At quarterback, I'm willing to get a little bit creative. So that's just what I'm looking at this week, y'all. I'm playing the stacks. I'm playing the the running backs that I know are going to get a workload, and then I'm trying to maximize my ceiling with those stacks. All right, so that is pretty much what we got in terms of building a lineup this week. It is week two of the college football season, and if there is a night slate on FanDuel or DraftKings, we will be back doing a lineup episode for that. So stay tuned to the podcast episode feed if you are interested in college football DFS. All right, guys, hope that was able to help you out a little bit. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.